What up, Snapback fam? Welcome back to another episode of the Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, we are discussing the NBA bubble and a lot of activity in it and out of it. We're talking sports we don't normally talk about. We have a new segment called Would You Rather. We also have, of course, the What the Hell Internet graphic. And we close with a little Monday mailbag. Snapback fam, new app. Let's get it. More Ravens select. Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. He's on. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! A play! Oh, Auburn's gonna win the football game! Auburn's gonna win the football game! For the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Bryant put the jumper. He What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman from Snapback Sports. Joining me today, and as always, is my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? Uh, Jack, you and I are in some big trouble. I don't like because, it. I don't like because it. we are known for helping our guests that come on this show, right? Most notably, Austin Eckler got paid. Joey Chestnut won the Nathan's Hot Dog, which he wouldn't have if he didn't have come on this show. Facts. I think we can all agree on that. So we assumed when – who else did we have? Do we have any other snapback bumps on this show? We've had some, but those are the yeah, notable per- ones. Yeah, when everyone, Will came on, gets, Will Raymond. When Will came on, he said that Bayheim's army, he had a, thought they had a real chance of winning after watching just one game of film. I wish I had that confidence. You do. Um, none, yeah, I do. Nonetheless – that Saturday on their next game, Bayheim's army, Bayheim's army lost by 17 and got eliminated in the TBT. Oh, I said the TBT. Got eliminated. Wow, you just broke your TBT. own cardinal sin. Wow. Got eliminated. Oh, wait. That's not even the best part. So I was listening to Philly Radio this week, this weekend or whatever, and they were talking about like the NBA bubble and the restrictions. And there was this girl, like the girl host on it, and she was like, well, if you look at the throwback tournament going on right now, I was just like, Oh yeah! Come yeah. on, you botch. Uh, but, uh, one yeah. big bump we forgot about: Dare. You know he came on a while ago. And yeah, we then, got him, Tom Brady. Right, and and also every kid that came on the draft, they all got picked up by an NFL team. So I don't think that's true. Not drafted, but picked up by an NFL uh, team. I don't think that's true. Who didn't? I don't think Kevin Davidson. Yeah, Browns. Princeton. Browns. Did he? Yeah. Oh, Brown down, baby. Yeah, let's go. The pound. All right, what's on my mind, although you never asked ask me, I know, <laughs> is Matisse Thibel. Is it Thibel oh. or Thibel? Thibel. Thibel, okay. And, oh, speaking of Yasel Pui, yeah, he might be an Oreo, but Matisse Thibel, absolute, like, this is probably my favorite player in philly uh, history just, this like content stuff gets you off i love it? it i mean first <laughs> of all i just think i've been tweeting about it how there needs to be a guy who goes behind the scenes and without being able to have a content team with them that's what makes it complicated like cat actually kills the content game but that's Kat? because what does yeah, he do he has a whole team he does documentary stuff he does tiktok stuff but that's when he has camera crew etc matisse took it upon himself to kind of go and as a rookie you could totally see like veteran guys looking down on it saying stay focused i mean the opening video was him getting chick-fil-a did the second one come out yet no not yet not yet i gotta watch Uh, that so he edited it all himself which is amazing and um i know you don't know as much about the content world but casey naistat is like the original vlogger he gave they're gonna link up a seal of approval right and uh it was really awesome to see and I think we're going to have a lot of Matisse Thibault fans. I might start buying some Matisse Thibault cards. The biggest question is, 
is the kid good? I know he's an elite defender, but offensively, he's shown promise in year one. But my biggest question is, can he get a bucket by himself? He's never really been able to do that since college. That's not really what we need him for or what we drafted him for. We drafted him to camp out on the corner, camp out on the wing. Ben will find him, just knock down the open shot. We we draft him as that three and D type guy, but hey, can you he think develop, there's be, You know, yeah, no. So when he started off the season, the defense has just been something that I've never seen before from yeah. a from a, a rookie like that. Um, the offense has been coming and going in spurts. You definitely see a lot of rookie mistakes in terms of passing up shots, and even on defense, like when he's over overreaching for balls. Over, like sometimes he does what you do. Actually, <laughs> sometimes he'll bait guys into going into the lane just so he can get it from behind them or swat them from behind, and that causes a lot of fouls. But I know you think that there's going to be a lot of Matisse Thybulle fans now. What if the younger generation falls in love with defense again, and we <laughs> Matisse Thybulle pioneers? The new, new NBA. <laughs> it's just, just back to the old NBA. A clogged paint and low field goal percentages. Welcome to Philadelphia basketball. All right, let's go oh, to the fun. bubble. Let's go to the bubble. We're going to start off serious. No, thank you. I don't want to go to the We're bubble. We're going to start off serious and then get progressively more hilarious because the topics I have listed in front of me are just excellent. But LeBron James opts to not wear anything on the back of his jersey for social justice. He will wear the name James, which was a hilarious Shams sweep because thank you, Shams. In thank the tweet, he literally writes, LeBron is. James will wear James. Okay, thank you for that update. Um, but That's like a Rovell tweet. Right, exactly. So there's only 15 or 17 guys who are not wearing social justice messages, which is pretty nuts. Um, could you imagine if it was like, oh, up for the layup, blocked by social equality? Like, that would be kind of funny. But LeBron's opting not... Too. And I actually don't I don't have an opinion on this. I do think it's weird because if if it was like half the league or whatever, like he's one of the biggest it's pioneers. It's like 90%. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I'm not even going to comment on that. The only thing I'm commenting on is the report, which is LeBron James saying he wasn't consulted on it, so he didn't have a chance to do it. Oh, no one told you? Yeah, no one. <laughs> do- all right, first of all, I, there's no even first of all. Like, what is he saying? What? What? Okay, so I thought you were going to come at it for a different and just like start going at LeBron for being selfish. So I'm going to take this comeback and throw it in my back pocket and not use it. Um, but yeah, him just like playing stupid. Like, I didn't know people were putting names on the back of their jerseys. Come on, dude. Like, no one texted you for some, and it's not even like he's the best player in the league. Don't fight me on that. I'm not actually referring to that. It's not only like he's the best player in the league, he's the he most vocal advocate of all of these things. So obviously, if you go back to the Hong Kong-China issue, maybe that's why he strayed away from it. But I did see African-American content creators who I follow. They were actually pretty upset. They're like, what does this say if everyone's in on the movement and our biggest advocates aren't in on it? It does feel a little weird. So I'm not like pissed at him. It's his own decision. And it's just more puzzling. I was just cracking up about the fact that LeBron James... Oh, that shit. no one contacted him. Like JaVale McGee, it says like Black Lives Matter. Yo, how'd you get that? <laughs> right. That's like a J.R. Smith meme. All right. On to speaking of shams, we'll go to Woj. Free Woj, man. Free, free Woj. So when I saw that he put out like a uh like a black a white box with a message in it, I yeah. originally thought like all right, maybe I'm getting Barry McCockner and like what's going on right now, but like I had to like triple check to see if 
He had a, a check mark, and he did. So it was the real Woj. And then, so the story goes that the NBA released a bunch of like different options in terms of what names they could put on the back, and some ignorant, stupid senator came back. I don't know how he even got Woj's or ESPN's email. I don't know what the details are behind that. But he's like, why don't you do something in reference to China or back up the blue as in the police? In which our Lord and Savior, Asian Wojnarowski, <laughs> Wojnarowski, responded very politely, fuck you. <laughs> that was his response. And that was literally, and then the email, the email screenshot got leaked. I also don't know how that got out. Um, right. But the and context not, behind the email, though, is this guy was baiting Woj. He, he yeah, knew yeah, yeah. in a million years this was never going to happen. And Woj's response, like, I don't think there's a single person mad at him besides ESPN. I was going to say, I was going to say, the internet went to war with him. It was just like, I saw a bunch of memes like, King, you dropped your crown and right. everything. Who, who made the executive decision to suspend Woj? In my opinion, Woj is more influential in the sport of basketball than Adam Silver. Like, am I view Woj as a second commissioner. <laughs> He's like the god of basketball. Like, well, I wouldn't want, I don't really value autographs though? from, like, professional athletes. Like, I think, what does your name on a piece of paper do? Like, if it's right. on your jersey, cool. But, like, just getting your autograph. Woj is someone I would actually want an autograph for. Or get, like, a follow like, from on Twitter. Or just, like, a t- or a tweet where he just says, at Abe Granoff, this is your autograph. <laughs> just, like, something like that. What a serious note. Like, first of all, ESPN... We're living in an era where, like, people have fun, like me and you, and Barstool is fun, and Overtime is fun, and there's a new generation of sports fans, and your little buttoned-up analysts on TV and ties, right? Suits. Suits, exactly. Suits and mainstream media, and you're going to suspend him over that, which I guess they're probably doing some bullshit suspension. Like, the only news that's coming out of the bubble is, is, like, this small petty stuff that, like, Luca's hanging out with Boban. So Toby's hanging out. Right. Exactly. So it's not, it's not a true like reporting time, but I think what's going to happen. Woj has one year left on his contract. Woj is bigger. How do you, how do you wait? You know, Woj's contract. (laughs) Yeah. I'm inside. I'm an insider when it comes to the sports business world. How much does a guy like Woj Woj get paid? (laughs) Uh, A few million, a few million. Just to like text a guy. Yo, what's good? Like network is your net worth. Ever heard that saying before? No. Oh, okay. Well, you should. I, yeah, I have. I yeah. Know I have. So, anyways, like, I think this is this could be a disaster for ESPN. Who? I don't get my tweets from Woj because he has outgrown the ESPN platform. You know what I mean? No. Let's back. sign Woj. I'm so down. We're gonna have to Let's sign Woj because now. he's not gonna go to Bleacher because that's where Shams is, right? No, Shams think- is at this at Athletic and with Stadium. Oh. You loser, Shams. You think he let out like a tiger fist pump when he saw that Woj got suspended? Like, yo, I need someone to do something yeah, that I can break. but you saw the only news that Shams broke yesterday. James is wearing his no, James. Nope. The DJ sets for each hotel on opening night. Good shit, Shams. <laughs> Point one. <laughs> You're killing it. But I, I just think like Shams, or not Shams, Woj has outgrown ESPN. He doesn't need ESPN anymore, clearly. His platforms are no. big enough and his voice is big enough. This could be a disaster. He could leave them because he knows the power he holds. So, Dude, I think if every Snapback fan member donated five bucks, I think we could pay him. We could get him for a year. Dude. I kind of like about this. I kind of like it. I just got to find his people. All right. And you have to learn how to pronounce his name. Okay, fair enough. Um, so next 
in the NBA bubble, I guess we have to discuss what just recently happened. And I real quick back to Woj, is he allowed to tweet anything or he's cut off? I don't for a think week? he like like Twitter's a public platform, right? Like I don't and think I don't think ESPN it. owns his account, right? I mean, maybe they do. I'm not sure. So, uh, anyways, the uh, you we, know I you know what I just thought of. We gotta get we gotta make a uh, a meme of this. Um, you know the the uh, the videos that come out where it's just like a bunch of people at a crowded bar and there's a huge video and it's like yeah, everyone yeah, goes yeah. nuts at the end. So we need to put out a tweet that says like Woj has been suspension has yeah. been lifted and then everyone goes crazy. I like it. Okay, Abe is a content creator. That was, almost, that was on the spot. That's 2020. That was on the spot. All I want to know is can he comment and break this news? So there is now a a fine lady who is saying that. She has been invited anonymously. Well, it is anonymous who the player is to the bubble already. We're only three days into the bubble. She said that the season's going to get shut down because, look, they couldn't even wait 72 hours before they started inviting outside sources or outside influences, forces. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, who do you think it was? That invited this beautiful woman to the bubble? Yes. Um, I could probably do some investigative work and like find out who well, follows. Twitter's who all like over it, and by the Twitter's time, all over right, it. They they have Montrez as the candidate number one because he follows her, which is a fair guess. She actually said that he is texting with her right now, and they're laughing about it. Eagles, Eagleson, what? Eagleson just wrote Marcus Saul. Oh my god! I actually shut up, him. Eagleson. Yeah. Um, who do I think it is? Hmm. Hmm. If I had to pick one player, it's probably some like weirdo that doesn't like get. Nah, I feel like Devin Booker's been on a hot streak lately. Oh, I forgot he's down there. Yeah, yeah and, guy. He's, and they're not maybe really Kelly Oubre. Yeah. Oh no, Kelly Oubre's not down there. Oh right, right. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll find maybe, out for you guys. We'll maybe um, um, Ian Mahimi of the Wizards. I believe it's Jan. Mm-hmm. We're not good at pronouncing. That's Jan Veasley, and, and it's Jan Mahimi. All right, on to the no next way. topic. No way it's Jan Mahimi. Yeah, it it's is. It's definitely Ian Mahimi. No, it's Jan. I don't believe you. All right. Next topic is we're talking some new sports. We're going to talk UFC and NHL. We'll start in the Octagon, Fight Island, UFC last night, and we'll go backwards. There's really only two fights we need to talk about, maybe a third. The main title fight, Masvidal versus Usman. I think on the East Coast, it finished around 1.30 in the morning if you could make it through that fight. So, okay, I have a question about UFC. Who is the fucking rocket scientist that decided when UFC, like, became a huge thing, yo, let's start the fights late as shit. Like, that can't be a good it's business. It's prime model. time in Vegas and on the West Coast. Dude, that's the reason. It was at, like, 4 in the morning in Dubai t- or Abu Dhabi time. It made no sense. The prelims started at 6 p.m. Eastern, and then the main card didn't start till 10. The And this is for me, because I actually stayed up for the Masvidal Usman fight, so I didn't go to sleep till 2 a.m., which, as you know, is a big deal for me. That is a big deal so, for you. I'm not in a great mood today because of it. Um... But yeah, not only did I stay up for that fight, Masvidal Usman, but then, I mean, I'm sure you liked it if you're a UFC hardo, like, oh, Usman had a plan from the from the opening bell. He he executed it to perfection. Dude, when I watch UFC, I'm there to watch caged murder. <laughs> I want to get watch someone get absolutely knocked out, and all I saw was Usman playing Dance Dance Revolution all over <laughs> Masvidal's feet. 
It was absurd. I was looking for someone to get rocked, and I didn't. I I did actually send a text that probably would have upset you. I said, look, I'm not not enjoying this fight, but... But it's a good fight. No, it's not a good fight. But you do have to appreciate how insane it is that there's not a single person in the world who's as good as this guy as what he's doing, which is kind of grappling with him and then taking him down and holding him down. But yeah, that's not what I watch for. I watch for someone to honestly go unconscious, which brings me next to the Aldo fight. Mm-hmm. Who did he fight? Aldo and Peter Vaughn or Jan yeah, or some Petter, shit? Petter so I say that I watched UFC to watch cage murder and someone die, but there was a point. Hey, you're looking for the, the middle ground. <laughs> there was a point at the end of that Aldo fight where I was actually getting anxiety because the ref wouldn't stop it. And Aldo is just covering. Did you watch it? I saw the highlight. I actually, Aldo is just covering his face, highlight. just getting pounded with blood everywhere. I legitimately thought this guy was going to die. And like, I felt like a mom where I was actually feeling bad for him. I had no, they stopped that fight way too late. Like, it was cool to see him get rocked for a little bit, but then it became, okay, you're beating a dead horse, and I actually thought that Aldo was dead, and that was just the Fortunately, he's okay. Fortunately, he's alive. Who's, like, a UFC legend. Yeah. All right, on to the last fight, which is the most debatable one. Even I I actually happen to have money on opposite sides. Everyone says Max Holloway got robbed. He lost the fight to Volka Volka Volkswagen, whatever his name is. (laughs) who was actually a minus 220 favorite going into the fight. Holloway wins round one and two, clearly. And before I break down the fight, well, no, I'll break it down, then I'll give my Can point. I say something before you break down the sure, fight? Sure, like sure. as a, as a Not break down. Person? I was just going to summarize it. I was gonna summarize. Right, you'll summarize it, but I'll, I'll preface it by this. If you watched that fight and told me that you don't think Max Holloway won, you're a bold-faced liar. All right, so Plain rounds and one and two, Holloway clearly won. He clearly won those rounds because he had two knockdowns in rounds one and two. And he was the pushing force. He was aggressive and he was landing. He looked so sharp in the first two rounds, right? They kept saying it was so true. Round three, Holloway wins the round probably. I actually, in the moment, I said. If I had a plus 350 ticket on the other guy, I'd be on your side too. But I said it in the moment. I was like, I actually feel like I might have won that round. So, after round two, this is the thing. After round two, I thought that Holloway had knocked him down twice and looked really good and sharp. But, two things. One, if you took away the knockdowns, it wasn't like he was all over him. Like, he got him with two clean strikes, which is what knocked him down. And then, two, the obsession over how sharp he looked kind of freaked me out. Like, is he going to fade over the last three rounds? So, that was my logic behind placing the bat. Round three, more of a toss-up. Wait, when did you place the bet? After round two. (laughs) Round three, probably should have gone Holloway's way, but I think it was more even than it should have been. And then four and five, Volk, he took those rounds. He was the more aggressive guy. Uh, Holloway had some good counters, but there's no doubt he took those rounds. So when people say he got robbed, did he He win the fight? Yes, he probably should have. What did he win three rounds? Yes, he probably should have. But Rob to me would be like four one or like five zero or a complete crush. Like I said to you, if you flip the fight and you watched round four and five and they were round one and two, you're like, oh, Volk's winning this fight, and then it would slowly decline. And that's exactly what happened. It's recency bias. Holloway won one and two. Three was more even, and then he closed four and five. It was his own fault for not staying aggressive and knowing. MMA and boxing refs 
are the dumbest refs in the world. It's all politics. That's what I was going to say. It's like, I don't know the politics behind it, but I know that when it comes down to a decision, when it's like, we'll call it a close fight, it wasn't Max Holloway won the fight. When it comes down to a close decision, it kind of in the back of your head's like, okay, what would make for the next best fight? Like, where can we make the most money then? And I'm curious. I wish I listened to – I'm probably going to listen to what Dana White had to say about it Mm -hmm. because he's very usually vocal about the refs and everything. Like, he has no problem shitting on the refs. Mm -hmm. But I'd be interested to see if he backs them up on this one knowing – because actually this was a rematch. I think Volk won the first one as well. by decision as well. By decision. So – what policy? I mean, I think either way, we're set up for a third. Yeah, a third I, I really don't think this one was politics. I think it was just bad refereeing. And that's why I felt comfortable going into the decision. I was like the favorite who came on strong at the end. So so when the decision, when when the bell rang in the fifth round, I was like, yup, we're good. Don't oh, worry, I have to worry I, about it. And, so the first time they go, the first judge ruled it Holloway. Right. And the second, I, I was sitting right over there yeah. looking at my laptop. Yeah, the second I heard Volk got The second I heard Volk, I said, I said, don't you dare, you motherfucker. <laughs> I literally said that in a room by myself at like midnight. Yeah. And then, oh my, I'm not paying my bookie. I'm no, just not. I feel I that. had a, uh, I had a Vaughn against Aldo parlay. It was a max parlay. I tried to sell it to my friends, but they didn't buy it. Um, Vaughn and Holloway parlay. And, uh, yeah, I'm just not paying that. No shot. Fair enough. All right. On to NHL. And since today's this is Monday's podcast. Nice of you to show up for work, Eagleson. Eagleson will not be getting a what the puck, so keep your mic off. We'll get to him on Thursday. But the NHL is back. Kind of out of nowhere. Friday night. News drop. Interesting press it, it strategy. Was, honestly, I'll be straight up with you. It's 15-minute news to me before we started recording. So I had no idea. They're coming back. I saw a bunch of brackets being posted yeah. everywhere, but I didn't understand the relevance behind it. Yeah, so they're coming back August 1, which is kind of a quick turnaround. But I actually love the format they put together. So the top four seeds in each conference, Bruins, Caps, Lightning, Flyers. Both our squads are in there. In the West, St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, Dallas. So those four teams are locked into the top four seeds. They're going to play each other three times whoever is the best record and i'm sure there's some tiebreakers then they'll seat them up one through four then eight other teams in each conference so the top 12 seeds in each conference got in essentially everyone's in the in the bracket but uh wait if, let me stop you there because yeah. just gotta catch up in my brain yeah top four teams are locked locked then there's then there's eight from each conference correct okay keep going okay now though so like toronto's the eight seed right and Columbus is mm-hmm. the ninth seed. They play a playoff series, best of five. So we get a whole round, a whole extra round. But I guess, yeah. How long is that going to take? Uh, well, best of five, it could be three, four, or five. Right, games. but what happens to the winner of the best of five? They move on to the next round? Yeah, so then we move on to the playoffs, to the regular playoffs. And it's best of seven, best of seven. Oh, because four teams come out of that. Yeah, yeah. Which is, so we just essentially get an extra playoff round. What is Eagleson writing? First round First starts, round starts August, August 11. 11. Didn't ask. Um <laughs> You did ask. You said, how long is that going to take? I didn't ask when it started. Um, eh, Okay. Regardless, pretty sick tournament. Uh, I actually, you know what, Abe? I think hockey could work. I don't know why. It just You know why it can work? Because it's in Canada. Right. It's not in this stupid country. Yeah. Isn't it? Eagleson, it's Edmonton and Toronto. It's it's something a, like that. Should we visit Eagleson and go catch some uh you can't go in the game, I'm sure. Edmonton and Toronto. 
Okay. Um, no, I hope the Leafs get a. Who do the Leafs play? Eagles? Columbus. Just, We're huge Blue Jackets fans. Huge Blue Jackets fans. Huge Blue Jackets. This is now a Blue Jackets podcast. So for the fam, you guys, <laughs> you'll get your prediction from Eagleson on the whole thing. Abe and I, we don't really feel. I have the Flyers over the Lightning in the Stanley Cup. Okay, wrong. Same conference, Abe. Fuck. Yeah, I don't have a prediction. Okay. All right. Then, yeah, you're going to have to wait till Thursday for what the puck Eagleson will break down all of that in one minute. If he shows up. <laughs> all right, fam. We are going to take a quick break. We'll be back after that. All right, fam. A new segment on the Snapback Sports Pod brought to you by Abe. Abe came up with this all by himself. He's a content creator in 2020. That is just what we do nowadays. It's called Would You Rather, and it's a completely fan interaction type of series, segment, etc. All we do is we create a Would You Rather. Would You Rather This or Would You Rather That? So we're going to need your guys' suggestions. Abe, where are you going to field them? Maybe we use Twitter. Maybe we use Instagram. It's going to be up to you. He's going to be leading the charge. Uh, do you have a preference or you'll think about it? I got to sleep on it. All right. Abe's going to sleep on it. But to get us started, because we couldn't ask without you guys understanding the premise, it can be sports or non-sports. It can be as ridiculous. It can be a family debate. It can literally be anything. So today's Would You Rather is, would you rather every shirt you wear be kind of itchy, kind of, keyword there, or very key, very key. Or only use one ply toilet paper for the rest of your life. Abe, take it away. So, so let's break this down. This is like, would you rather your torso like feel like you got to scratch it all the time, or would you rather your butthole um, feel really sore and chafy? And I think you guys know what that feels like. Um, I feel like Derek White would be a good person to ask for this because he had the chicken pox. So I, my mind immediately went to loopholes. How can I get around this? Not much you can do to get around the one ply TP. You gotta use TP. Sorry. <laughs> um, or not baby wipes. Never mind. Or for the T-shirt, you can get in ridiculous shape and never wear a shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah, that loophole's gonna body. be tough. Nonetheless, you... I am gonna have to go with the one ply toilet paper. I think that your butthole can can get used to it over a matter of time to the point where you just probably won't feel it anymore. Um, actually, my mom used to buy one-ply toilet paper all the time, and it, it was, was like a very serious conversation. Like, you got to cut this out. I'm not wiping my butt with sandpaper. Hey, time out, time um, out, time out. Jackie there. Yeah. Pause. Yeah, all right. I can't uh, hear you. I can hear you. It looks like you're I got just... you now. I got you now. All right, hold you just on. you froze on my screen for a little. All right, you froze on our screens. Is your computer plugged in? You have juice. Yeah, hundred percent battery. Okay, I think we're good. All right, so mark down that time. Hold Where on. did You're I? You're still a little laggy. Hold on. All right, all right, we're good. Where did you stop? Um, What's the last thing I said? I don't know. Just go from Derek White. Okay. Derek White. Three. Would be a good- Two, one. Honestly, Derek White would be a good person to ask for this because he has had the chicken pox and you can understand what that's like. But in my opinion, it's kind of a no-brainer. I think you got to go with the toilet paper just because I think you can get used to your butthole feeling the way it is. Whereas I don't think you'll ever get used to just your torso feeling itchy. Now, 
I bring up the counterpoint, what about undershirts? How could that affect it? I don't know. But in my opinion, I think you got to go with the toilet paper because an itchy shirt, that, that just blows. That's just not that it. Just it's just not <laughs> it. It's pretty simple to me. And I think we should try to avoid loopholing like an undershirt or can I use a baby wipe instead of toilet paper? No, because no. It makes baby it too wipes easy. are just like God's gift to play. Exactly. Earth. So just assuming no loopholes, easy one ply toilet paper. Itchy shirts suck. Like, especially even the tag. Like, if I have to rip out. I cut the tag off yeah, a lot of my shirts. Exactly. And think about if that was constant. Impossible. Literally impossible. Uh, what does kind of mean, though? One uh, one ply toilet paper, easy answer. First of all, I think I've told you this before. My girlfriend's family uses one ply toilet paper. So I've become slightly accustomed to it. Oh, yeah. We used to, my mom used to get it yeah, too. Yeah. And I was just like, no, it's definitely a, not the right answer, but it's I'm just like, this is a fucking prison. There are certain things in life that you spend money on. Right. I don't care if it's the extra, like $2 or whatever, whether you think guac is worth it for being extra at Chipotle, that's up to you. That extra ply is worth it. It's definitely worth it, but it's actually bullying your butthole. It's, but you can stack. So you can fold up and you can create, it's not perfect. And you're going to use a lot of it. But in this situation, pretty simple, would you rather? So, Snapback fam, make sure you guys send in your get would you rather. Yeah, get creative for uh, next Monday. On to the What the Hell Internet Graphic, our favorite segment. And we have a fun one today. I Oh, here it is. Okay. And this will be posted at Snapback Pod on Instagram, as always. Down 15 at the half. Who are you calling on? Flu Game MJ. Jersey Biting Kobe. Band-Aid Wade, Game 6 Clay, Evil Glare LeBron, Mouthpiece Steph, Masked LeBron, Untucked Kyrie, Hoodie Mello. Hoodie Mello is not even an NBA player. <laughs> Hoodie Mello is not an NBA player, nor am I ever calling him if I'm down 15. So, so who do you got? Okay, so a this lot of one's going to have a lot of breakdown. I can A feel lot it. of people are going to MJ right away. Why would I ever choose a guy to have the flu on my team? <laughs> I was, I was Why would go I go MJ, ever... and then I looked again, and I'm like, wait, I'm not taking this dude. He, so he had one sick. good game when he was sick? Who gives a shit? Right. I, do, I would never want to have someone with the flu on my team. So throw that out of the way. If I'm going three, I'm going evil glare LeBron right off the bat. Wait, that was three? That w- what are you doing three? You only get one? Yeah, we're picking one guy. Oh, I thought you get three No, picks. no. So process Oh, I'm going the- game six, Clay. I was because, I I think I was gonna pick that because I would love to have a guy that can score score sixty on two dribbles. I was going I think and it's not even that because keep in mind down fifteen at the half you need someone to get hot and unconscious and Clay Thompson is that guy. The only other guy on the list I would Evil go Claire with, Lebron. No, because he had my the best ar- game of his career in that Claire that was when he got over the Boston. Hump. I understand forty five fifteen five. This is my reasoning for not picking either Lebron. I don't know if LeBron's the guy I want at this point in his – not at this point. It, after the original Cavs team, if I need an influx of scoring. That's what I need if I'm down 15. I need a guy who can take over the game and bring us back. LeBron, I don't know how he is when coming from behind. He's really good over the course of 48 minutes, right? That That's that's where he thrives. So if I'm not going game six, Clay, because I'll leave that for you, I'm going jersey-biting Kobe because down okay. 15, I need a dude – who's just going to be shooting and An hope, alpha and hope you get hot and then also strapping your best player and Kobe easily. So I thought, com- I thought you were going to say mouthpiece Steph. And to that, I was going to say he doesn't 
like he only takes his mouthpiece out when the whistle's dead. Like when it's a dead ball, or he's at the free throw line. He's not pulling up from forty with a mouthpiece, mouth mouthpiece hanging out. Yeah. So I thought you were gonna say him. What the fuck is Band Aid Wade? Band Aid Wade. He went through this phase, but it's not a known. It's not known for being like he played amazing when he wore the Band Aid. He was just really good. Untucked I'll tell you what, Hoodie Mello. Hoodie Mello was a bucket <laughs> that one summer. Untucked Kyrie is actually kind of underrated when he's on. Yeah, he's wearing a t shirt. He's he's on fire. But I I actually like your game six clay. And I'm going co- uh, Jersey biting Kobe. Just- Think about it. Game six clay is the reason that Kevin Durant was on the Warriors. Correct. Because of what he did against the Thunder that game when they were um, down 3-2. But I, if I had it, yeah, it's game six clay. So I was gonna, I thought it was three right. that we got to choose. Yeah, and I was going to pick Jersey biting Kobe, Evil Glare LeBron, game six clay. Okay. All right. Fair enough. We'll take it. Snapback fam, make sure to comment on the Instagram who you guys would pick. Down 15. I will say before we move on, Steph kind of did invent the like rapid comeback. Like even before KD got there, remember what a 10 point lead felt like against the Warriors, but that had to do with more the Warriors and Clay Thompson than just Steph. But I did have to give a shout out. He, he, they kind of changed what a lead felt like in basketball. Yeah, whatever. You know why Jordan's not the answer? Because I'm looking at it on ESPN's gram right now. And the first comment says, flu game, duh, from Ryan Hollins. Right, right. That's how you know it's not MJ. Yep, that's pretty easy. Ryan Hollins, Kendrick Perkins, Jared Dudley. Who else could we put on that team to be just the, the worst in general? We'll Eagleson. <laughs> All right, to Monday Mailbag, the Snapback fam's first question is from Clay Richards. Who's the player that will shock the NBA world from their performance in the bubble I am slightly altering this slash adding on to it. I'm going to add on who are people going to learn about. And I told you before we started recording, I think people are going to get the spotlight a little more than they would have. Like someone like a Darren Fox, who we see his highlights on Twitter. But how many Kings games do you watch? It's 11. I have a question about the Aaron Fox, by the way. Yeah. Uh, um, Who's having a better year? Yeah. I I got DM'd about this reminder. Yeah. And some kids, I was like, oh my God, I forgot about it. Did you know what the the debate was? All NBA vote. Yeah. And there's no way. So me and Jack, Jack, Jack had an argument. Me and Jack, he might, dude. For how good the the that's the Raptors have been without yeah, Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. Jack and I had an argument a while back, like at the end of probably the beginning the of the finals. NBA season. It was after the, or the finals. Be- yeah, whatever. It was the summer. Um, was, who oh, would I rather summer, have? Yeah. Who would I rather have? Kyle Lowry or De'Aaron Fox? And he thought I was just out of my mind for picking Kyle Lowry. Doesn't look so bad today. Kyle uh, De'Aaron Fox this year, twenty points per game. 30% from three, seven dimes a game, four assists. Kyle Lowry. The average 20 a game? Yeah. Kyle Lowry, 20, eight assists, five rebounds, 1.3 steals. Fox so who are you going with? They're pretty even, actually. Um, and Fox, who would I, so I guess the question is really who would be better, the Raptors with Lowry as they are, or if you swapped them with Fox? I think I'll go. Oh, we're f- talk- what? No, we're not. Let's, we had this debate before. Answer the question. Answer. Ch- Oh, answer like? Clay Richards' question. Yeah. Um, ooh, I didn't really have one. I was. I have one. Did. Okay, you um, start. So this is all contingent upon how his team does. If his team does what they're supposed to, 
people are going to be a lot more woke is the word I'm using on how good Chris Middleton actually is. Yes, let's go. He'll have to be, because he'll have to be that Scottie Pippen to Giannis's MJ, like that second go-to guy. Mm-hmm. And people don't really look at him like that. They just think Giannis dominates all the way. But in order to win a championship, it has to be more than one guy. So it'll have to be Chris Middleton. Okay. Do you have any comment on who the uh, shocker would be? Less so more about, like, who's going to be exposed, but who's the player that's going to shock the NBA world from their performance? Okay, so I won't pick Shake Milton of the Sixers. (laughs) Um, No, I don't have one, but if I'm thinking top of my head... You know what? The Spurs' young core as a whole. I'm talking DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Lonnie Walker. I think they have some shit to prove down there. They've got... No one's really talking... Like, we talked with Derek. No one's really talking about the Spurs. Mm -hmm. These guys are hungry. LaMarcus Aldridge isn't coming. If they can step up and get in the playoffs, who knows what this young Spurs core is, especially because them and the Raptors, it feels like, are are two of the best organizations at like developing talent in the league. So I think the Spurs young core. Okay. I like I just that. Pulled that out of, I just pulled that out of my ass. No, I like that a lot. Uh, this might sound dumb, but I'm going to say on the shocking, obviously not the person who hasn't been discovered, I'm going to go with Luka. I think people know how good Luka is. But they don't actually know how freaking no, I th- good. No, I think they. I, he was on national TV so much eh, this year. But but what's but what I'm thinking is they stay in that seven slot and he wins Jack, them one. Jack, if not do you realize? Two. Do you realize that he's like a top five MVP candidate? I understand. Like people know how good he is. And what I'm saying is, I think. All right, let me put it in perspective. Let's say Zion gets to the eight seed, right? How many games do you expect them to beat the Lakers? Zero, right? Yeah, it would be it would actually be a shock if they won a game. I'm saying I think Luca and the Mavs will take multiple off the Clippers, not win the series, but everyone kind of expects the Clippers to not run through the Mavs. That series would go at least five. Right. And I'm saying I think Luca's that good that he could carry them for multiple games because he's that much of a superstar. Uh, The player that people don't really know about that one's a little tougher, but maybe I'll go with Jamal Murray. Maybe I want to go with like Pacers slash Nuggets. It's not bad, Jamal Murray, because oh, he's a, Eagleson just oh, for OG. That's actually a great one. I'll give full credit pick. to Eagleson. OG Ananobi is really, really good at the game of basketball. Yeah, he's a good player. He's really good. So I'm gonna go either Brogdon or Jamal Murray, two younger point guards who are continuing to rise year after year. That's another Jamal Murray. Like he was in the he was a game away from the Western Conference Finals last year. Yeah. I, I understand, but he's still not considered a top ten point guard in the league. When maybe he well, he's not, but he could be soon. He could hmm. be soon. Name your top ten points, real quick. Come on, I can't like think that <laughs> off the top of my head. All right, good question. This kid, this kid plays one. This kid plays one game against Jamal Murray, and all of a sudden he's John. He's Isaiah Thomas. Come on, eh, Isaiah Thomas. Old Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, obviously no, not. All right, good question, Clay. Next question, Corey Sparks, who apparently I pick his question every week. Abe told me that. I didn't even realize. How serious should people take the Miami Heat going into the NBA restart? The Sixers are going to beat them in the first round. Yeah, I, I don't know. Do you agree? I don't know. But I think whoever does gets washed. Washed by the Bucks, So I don't take washed. them that seriously. I take them seriously as in I hope they develop none in hero. And Butler finds an even better role within the system. 
And then they start having a conversation about Oladipo or Giannis in a year because that's when don't I'll forget, take dude, the They just years. have a bunch of shooters everywhere. For me, the big thing with the Heat is I don't think Jimmy Butler can be that guy, that number one guy on a team. Fully. That's so what I'm I, saying. They're a year or two away. I would love to see they if they like package like a Duncan Robinson – a hero and a nun and maybe got a Bradley Beal or something. That would be too much. They would they would give two of the three, not all three. But I was I, talking I was listening I to told a Philly Dean, radio. I told Dean, I said, You're insane if none, hero, and a first, you wouldn't do that for Beal. I get it. Hero's a rookie. I get it, none's a rookie. I get it, you're giving up draft. But the yeah, chances that any of those players don't end up like Bradley Beal are just too high. I would think the only untouchable on that like I think Bam would be the only untouchable. Right. Maybe not if it got like a, honestly maybe not maybe Bam at first but like I don't even know if no. you do that if you're the Wizards really. No, I don't think either side does that. That would just be a, a weird trade. It kind of. But I just I mean listen, the Miami Heat have a good recipe. They just have Jimmy who can get get to the bucket with Bam and then just surround him with shooters, and plus they have Spo. But I don't know. I'm starting to want to play them in the first round. Yeah. Just the storyline, the storyline behind like Jimmy left us last year. I think it would be a very. Well, you are intense... going to play them in the first round, most, most likely. likely. Yeah. Most likely, we'll play them in the yeah. first round. Um, there was a debate on Philly radio the other day about who we would rather play because like Philadelphia always really get like the city as a whole gets up when we play Boston. Like we have that right. long history against them, but like just the storyline behind playing Jimmy in the first round. After after um last year, plus we daddied them uh, either last year or two years ago in the first round. So honestly, I'm not afraid of Miami as a Sixers fan. Yeah, I don't think I, I, I really don't think they stand a chance at beating us. Well, I, I wouldn't go that far because I don't they, think they've they have, played you well this season. We we all, they blew us out once. We blew them out once. But I just don't think they have someone who can stick with Joel. Fair enough. All right. Trevor Stahl, if Mike Trout opts out of MLB, how many big stars opt out of the season? Well, there's not going to be an MLB season, so there's nothing to opt out of. And I don't think Trout really has any impact on the rest of the league. Mike Trout really? has played one playoff series in his entire career. That's This question is asking if Mike Trout opted out. It's like shape, shaping the landscape of what the MLB season is going to look like. Realistically, it has no impact. Like, that's I think Mike interesting. Trout should... I am in complete disagreement. I'm I sure think... you are. I don't think Mike Trout should opt out because I think this is his one chance to actually make some postseason noise. I could not disagree more. I think if Mike Trout opts out of the MLB season, you will probably not see a season. That is I, how oh, I don't think a... you're going to see a season. In I understand that, but I'm answering this question, and I just don't see a scenario where the best and biggest player is saying this season doesn't matter where other guys start to think, okay, this season really does not matter if he's but not going to Mike Trout play. doesn't even market himself as the biggest guy. Like Christian Yelich is way more of a is nah. way more of a fan favorite than Mike Trout. Sure, is. but everyone so is Ronald but, Acuna. But everyone so within the league understands who Mike Trout is. He's the best player in the world. I think it also depends on the reason. Like if it has to do with his kid, that's a whole different reason. It does. If it has to do with but if it has to do with the money. That's I a just story. think if he says I'm out, you're going to see a free fall. That would be my prediction. I, I disagree. All right. I disagree. John Smith, first of Change all. Change your name. Yeah. Who, who are you, give us your real name. Does who your do you parents you really want to make I bet you this is Eagleson. <laughs> John Smith asks, and this is the final question of the mailbag, what do you think the future of sports in a couple of years, he said 2022 per day, I don't know what that means, 
after there's a vaccine will look like? Will fans ever be packed in 100K stadiums, et cetera, et cetera? Of course, John Smith, if that is your real name. Because why? Because of money. That's how it works. Once there's a vaccine, I'm very pessimistic so about the outlook. Of... T- it's interesting you took it from a uh, league and business perspective. I was reading this more of like, do you think fans will ever want to go back into stadiums knowing how gross they are in reality? Let me ask you a question, Jack. If Texas was playing in the national championship football game in Jerry World, would you go sit in the student section if you had the opportunity in three or four years? In three to four years. So would there's you, a vaccine. Would there's you, a vaccine. Would you sit in an Eagles Redskins game? Regular in three season? to four years. If there's a vaccine yeah. and I have it. Yeah. Okay. So this question is so blatantly obvious to me. Americans have the shortest memory of all time. <laughs> time out. There isn't a vaccine. And half of the country is still out there doing whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> so to ask if fans will ever be packed in 100K stadiums, the, the SEC conference and all their fans probably want that to happen this season. You're talking two years from now with the what vaccine. What college football season? Right. No college football season, but SEC fans, I mean, it's their fault. They kind of blew for everyone else. Wear your mask. But yes, to answer your question, John Smith the third. The future of sports 2022. I don't think fan, it's going to change sports. There's no doubt about that. I don't know how, but to answer your question of will 100K ever fill stadiums, there's already live sports in uh, Taiwan. So they, I mean, we're not talking about You ready for this? The first time that there is allowed to be a Penn State whiteout game at night against Michigan, Ohio State, or whatever, every seat in Beaver Stadium at Penn State will be filled. Right. I'll bet the second they allow it, there will be enough interest for people to fill the stands. Without a doubt. And the Ravens already announced no fans for next season, but they said like maybe 14000 at at its best. Those tickets will be so expensive because people will be dying to be one of the 14000 I feel like season tickets holders would get... They do. They get priority. Now. But there's 70,000 people who own a PSL. If so. you're smart, if you're smart, you hold a tryout for the fans who's the loudest interesting to try and get as much home field as you can the real question is or who, or who gets to go you to have the them who can get the drunkest and who gets to go to monday night against the chiefs that's what's gonna suck because realistically if you have eight home games fourteen thousand is about five, uh, a fifth of the full stadium capacity you love when i do math so you can't even give fans a second all the fans a second game so if they can only pick one you have to imagine chiefs ravens monday night football if eagles cowboys sunday night football baby (laughs) i like how you had to get involved there shout out adam lefko for getting involved in the instagram dude the second he wrote that adam lefko has to vent me 50 dollars because i placed a carson wentz mvp bet what were his odds plus well it's on my shit like offshore Mm -hmm. site you might have to cut that out because yeah. I don't want to go to jail. Um, I got plus sixteen hundred or something. Okay, so you win like nine hundred bucks if that happens. Mm-hmm. All right, not bad. All right, so actually, it was sense. it was actually fifty for seven fifty, so it might have been plus fifteen. Okay, there you go, math. All right, Snapback so fam, we I just appreciate I just read what it you said. guys for listening to another episode of the pod. Make sure you hit subscribe, hit follow. Uh, we got hats coming out soon. More details on that. Uh, make sure to check out my IG. Abe, any last words? No, but thanks for asking how my back felt, dick.
Alright, fam. Much love. <laughs> Peace. I got my eyes on you. You're everything that I see. I want your high love and emotion. Endlessly. I can't get over you. You left your mark on me. I want your high love and emotion. Endlessly. Cause you're a good girl and you know it. You act so different around me. Oh